Why is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackby and joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. And I want to say special guest, but at this point, part of the show, brother of the show, our man, Nick Martin. Thank you for jumping on to another episode. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And of course, check our stuff at allsteelers.com the pittsburgh steelers prepare for the buffalo bills in the wild card round of the afc playoffs we are here two days away from kickoff things are heating up injuries starting to heal the steelers look pretty good health wise heading into a very big weekend but there's some questions where is this game gonna be played there are reports that they could consider a location change due to some very severe weather out in Orchard Park. Meanwhile, we'll dive into who the Bills are, what the Bills do well, a general review of Josh Allen, that offense, that defense, and the challenges that the Pittsburgh Steelers have in front of them in the wild card round. As always, it's Friday, so our keys to victory and our predictions for hopefully not the last time this season. It is a cold one, but it's nice. It's gearing up. It's a lot better here than it probably is at Orchard Park. Nick? Welcome back. I want to start with you. How are you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm 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 not feeling as uh as awful with with uh COVID or whatever other sickness I had before. So, I mean, good, good I don't here. know what I, I guess the I guess the winter tide just be taking me like that at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's good to hear. I'm glad I'm glad that you're uh glad that you're back up and running. Nick got hit. I remember I was we were texting right before Christmas. He's like, "Yeah, man, got hit with the vid." And then after Christmas, it was, I got hit with everything else. Not good. Glad that you're back up and running. And in time, you know, some people say, oh man, dude, sucks to be sick for the new year. Others would say it's better to be healthy for the playoff game. So glad that you're doing exactly. all right, Steven. My man, we're gearing up for a uh, treacherous, treacherous ride to good old Buffalo tomorrow. How you feeling, my friend? I feel good. I mean, the truck, I know it's gonna, I know it's gonna stand up real well. I'm glad that's our, that's our vehicle of choice heading up no to doubt. Buffalo. I'm, I'm just antsy, man. I'm, I'm really, really excited. Uh, you sent me the picture of like both our credentials yesterday, and that, whew, that got me, that got me going. That was, that was really exciting to see that stuff. Um, so I'm just eager to get up there. I'm eager to see because. I feel like Buffalo, this is this is where these people thrive. You know, I don't know how yes. well the Bills are gonna stand up to this weather, but I think the people of Buffalo, the people who have Buffalo in their blood, this is their element. They are going to be they are going to be on top of things. They are gonna have more energy than you could like there are some there are some franchises, their fans would fold in the face of adversity like this. Yes. Not Buffalo. I, I no. don't think that would happen in, in this city. This is this is how they everyone and their everyone up there was born in the snow. So this is this is their element. No doubt, many, no doubt, and that is. Go ahead, Nick. Many a tables will still be broken at the tailgates. <laughs> many a tables. We've made a promise that if we could get, if we could find a table before the game, we will go through a table. You know, we. I don't know. I don't know how bad it's going to hurt. I don't know. I'm definitely not going through one on fire like I saw the other day on TikTok. But regular table in the cold would consider jumping through it in honor of the Pittsburgh Steelers in honor of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers media, the Pittsburgh Steelers journalists and the black and gold in the city of Pittsburgh, obviously not in honor of them losing, but would be fun to go through a table. It's a when in Rome thing, you know, exactly, exactly. You get an opportunity to jump through a table. You jump through a table. That being said, we're talking about location. We're talking about the treacherous weather, the city of Buffalo thriving. Well, some people believe that they're not going to get an opportunity to, there are some reports 
from KDK Radio saying that the Pittsburgh Steelers and the NFL would change locations due to very inclement weather out in Orchard Park. As of right now, it's kind of a back and forth. I've been getting updates throughout the week. I think everybody in the media room has been getting updates throughout the week. We're trying to stay as in touch and as in tune with what's going to happen as possible. 50% chance that they're going to get hit with some lake effect snow, which obviously would be a blizzard. That'd probably be two to three feet of snow would be crazy. 60 mile per hour gusts of wind all throughout game day and the day before game day, not the best conditions, but like you just said, this is the city of Buffalo. This is what they do. This is where they thrive. I have been told that despite those reports, the Pittsburgh Steelers themselves have not been informed of a contingency plan or at least have not been informed that the NFL is considering a location change at this moment that it will be at Orchard Park at Highmark Stadium. Stephen, we'll start with you over there. I mean, you just said it yourself. They thrive. Don't expect a change to be made. Would the NFL even consider a change? Or would they look at this and say, why would we not want a snow game in Buffalo for our fans, everybody on television, to watch in the first round of the playoffs with two absolutely legendary AFC teams? Well, that's what I'm saying. But I feel like Buffalo would rather, you know, people in Buffalo would rather cut off their hands than than move this game because it's, like I said, it's right up their alley. This is their weather. I mean, this is a yes. game that I feel like the Bills should be able to thrive in. They This is weather that the Bills should be used to. Um, and these are two northern football teams. Like, it's not like any of these teams are strangers to playing in the cold. I mean, maybe the snow is a different animal, but I feel like both cities would embrace this. Both teams would embrace this. And it's just, I don't know, it's football, man. Like, if we're not, if they weren't going to move a, a snow game last year, I mean, the Bills played in a snow playoff game last year, and they weren't going to move True. that one. I understand it was a bit of a different animal. But still, I mean, like, this is football, man. Let's embrace the weather. Like you're supposed to be able to, to play through a lot, unless that field is, you know, broken in some in some way. Let's let's play on it. Roll the roll the ball out. Clear the snow off if you need to, and and let's go. Yeah. So as of right now, the consideration or the report says that they would move the game to Cleveland. Which Nick, I'm going to toss this to you. Isn't that a home? That's a home game for the Pittsburgh Steelers at that point. That is no longer a home <laughs> game for the Buffalo Bills. This is a team that plays there at least once a year. We've already been to Cleveland once this season. That's a home game for the Pittsburgh Steelers, if that was to happen. Oh, absolutely, because uh, you'd see the fan. I mean, the, the fans would definitely have an upper hand getting to Cleveland and all that in that situation. But also just like, you know, they're familiar with that stadium and stuff like mm-hmm. that throughout all the throughout all the games they've played. I just think it's kind of weird, though, that like, you know, we've seen so many crazy snow games that ended up happening in the playoffs and stuff like that. And it's like, why why, why is this going to get moved? Like, is there is there is there like any inclination that like there's going to be like mass power outages or stuff <laughs> like that? Like that's for me, that's like kind of what would break would make or break. You know, there was like that that storm that they had. Like, I I don't know if it was last year or if it was two years ago where like the city of Buffalo was like kind of shut down. Oh yeah. 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 And I understand, you know, moving a game for reasons like that, but if it's just snow, let the players play. (laughs) Like these are, these are two teams that can pound the rock and be able to run the football. 
let them do what they do best. Exactly. Exactly. And there's nobody. Look, at I'm telling you, and we started with this whole entire conversation has pretty much been the same, but there is not one person in the city of Buffalo, no matter how you could have 70 inches of snow in that city. There is not one person in that city that would say, oh, let's move the game to Cleveland. Let's that would be great. We would we would appreciate none of them. First off, if there's 70 inches of snow in, Bo- in Buffalo, how are you getting to Cleveland? That's not right. you know, you're not you're not leaving Buffalo to go to Cleveland. So essentially, that is all Steelers fans. That's an hour and a half drive from the city, depending on where you are. It, it doesn't work out in, a, in any way. And exactly what Nick said, the NFL wants this. They want snow. They want they want the, the weather. They want to be able to talk about for the next 48 hours how crazy this is going to be. ESPN wants it. NFL Net, Network wants it. They want the broadcast to, to mention the snow accumulation like 100 times throughout this game. That's what they built. That's what they're built for. That's what they're here for. That's that's what they're looking for. And well, I guess like to kind of go back to your question earlier, like why would it be Cleveland? You know, if you're like trying to create a if you're trying to create like a home game for a certain team or try to mimic a home game, like go to New York, go to, you know, MetLife Stadium or something like that. Like, I don't the fact that Cleveland would have been the choice for for this is I don't know. Seems a little seems a little crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know how far Buffalo and Cleveland are. I guess it would be the other side of Lake Erie. So maybe it's like closer than MetLife or something. So as of right now, I I don't expect a change to be made. Uh, On top of that, when it comes to the actual conditions themselves, I firsthand have experienced two freezing cold days at Acrisure Stadium. One of them in the rain. They've practiced there the last two days. And, you know, look, at Pittsburgh's windy as a whole. No matter where you go, you're pretty much in a wind tunnel. And it's freezing cold and the weather stinks sometimes, especially this time of the year. Acrisure Stadium's a whole other animal. And and I've been I've been on the field for the first time in my life the last two days. That is that's as bad as I don't know how people sit down there. I don't know how you do not play in a game but stand on the sidelines at Acrisure Stadium. The wind is a hundred times worse actually on the field than it is in any part of the stands at Acrisure. The Steelers have been gearing up for this. They'll be fine. I think they're looking forward to it at this point. It actually plays in their favor. We'll dive into that. Let's transition into the actual game itself. Nick, you have taken a pretty deep dive into the Buffalo film, what they're about, what they're they're looking for. I want to. We, we kind of want to pick your brain. I kind of want to pick your brain about what you have seen and and what this this team kind of brings. Let's start with the big question. You've been watching Josh Allen. It's going to be a snow game. He's as good at scoring touchdowns as he is interceptions. When you look at Josh Allen in the film this year, how dangerous is he? How dangerous is he in a game where maybe he's not going to be able to throw the football as much or as accurately as he kind of hopes hopes to? See, that's the interesting thing about Josh Allen is in terms of like guys I've seen throw the football, I don't think there are like three human beings in NFL history who have that type of arm strength that he, that he has to be able to cut the ball through the wind. So it's going to be a very weird, um, like, can he be able to like throw it as effectively in like wind type wind conditions type is as this, but the thing that is makes a huge difference is Allen is such a massive threat with his legs. Like, He's almost goofy the way he ru- the way he runs off contact and just like he tries to shrug it off or he'll like put his shoulder down like he's almost like reckless to very like 
like very high standards. Like it's it's crazy with the way he runs the football. Um, he has about 21 turnover worthy plays, which is tied for like 10th on PFF's charting. But he also is like near the top of the league in 37 big time throws, which is like that's like that that that's just behind Dak Prescott. And you see it with the way he he's very big play oriented with how he like, you know, he looks down the field. We saw it in the Miami game where like he passes up a layup. Um, He has a guy wide open underneath. He has a very favorable leverage look. And what he ends up doing, he looks right at it and then he just passes it up. He rolls out and then he throws the dumbest like what the what the frick are you doing type (laughs) throw into the end zone and it gets picked off but it wasn't enough to derail buffalo in 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 that game and i just think like allen playing freely it's just something you just embrace at that point in some ways it reminds me of roethlisberger during his prime where he had those types of plays happen and it almost didn't it almost didn't matter and I think Allen, to a degree, is that type of player because, like, he can attack all levels of the field. Mm-hmm. And I think he does a good job of getting to his, getting through his progressions, getting backside. Like, he doesn't get, he is, he's way better post snap than he than people will give him credit for. People think he might get tricked too often, like in the pre snap phase, but he has a way of adapting whenever the post snappery does not fully match. I'm overall impressed with Josh Allen. He's probably the, he's probably up there with like the most terrifying quarterbacks Pittsburgh's played this entire season. I mean, probably right there with like Matthew Stafford and them, maybe even Geno Smith. I mean, Geno Smith played incredible in that Seattle game. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen, I mean, that's like been the story of his career, right? Like, he makes some plays that make you want to pull your hair out, but he's also, <laughs> yeah, you know, kind true. of a game changing talent in that way. So you kind of got to live with, you got to live with the mistakes. If you're going to get those incredible plays that, that really make him a transcendent player. What I want to ask you, Nick is how I, I mean, at least by the eye test, I felt like the running game has really supported Josh Allen and that, that builds offense in a big way, especially recently, like kind of since they've been on this run, like a little bit Steelers esque, you know, as they've gone on this winning streak to kind of end the year and gone on this hot streak to end the year. It's been like a lot of James Cook as well, in addition to to Josh Allen making some cool plays. What have you seen from them in that area? So this was interesting um, under Ken Dorsey before he got like demoted or fired, however you might uh, however you might interpret it. Um, they were like towards the top in like rushing EPA, like like efficiency and like success rate, and they still are around there. They're they're like they're like I think they're like fifth right now, like since since uh, Joe Brady's taken over there's they still finish second overall, though, in rushing EPA and rushing success rate. And I think the biggest difference, though, the way you see them use James Cook, it feels like Cook has been more of a matchup player and they've been trying to isolate him on linebackers and really get him in on those choice routes, those angle routes and you really see him be effective. They like to split him out wide too. Like he's definitely one of those guys who as a as a running back, he has great receiver skills in terms of being able to get open. That said, he has drop issues. He has six drops on the season. One of them came in the Miami game on a perfect pass and it was sure. just he and he and it just let he let it go right through his breadbasket. 
like that's definitely and then you account for the snow and then the cold wind like that's going to be tough for a guy like that to overcome that's what's going to be interesting they tried using Fournette a little bit um in that miami game and i'm wondering if they might actually like bring him out more in this game almost to be like more of a sledgehammer because it wouldn't shock me if they're just if if both these teams are just kind of just like pounding the rock inside the almost the entire game because they can't really get much going offensively and you know on the injury report you know it's hard to tell with the bills because everything is so like unspecified on who's actually hurt yeah and i think it'll be big if gabe davis can't go as much oh, yeah. as I am like a detractor of like Gabe Davis and like, you know, his full on talent, he is the type of guy that can vertically stretch you in a way that like Stefan Diggs, like he is constantly like in all other areas of the field. Gabe is that guy who's consistently going up the field and he's getting those favorable matchups. Like he's not going up against Porter or Mika Fitzpatrick. What kind of. What kind of guys do you see behind him? You see, Gabe, I mean, obviously Gabe Davis. I'm I'm with you, but but Gabe Davis at the same time also lit up the the Steelers last season and became. I mean, I'm I'm almost positive Levi Wallace still sees him in his nightmares. Um, you look at the guys behind him. Shakur has been having a good season. What else is there? And also, can you can you stretch the field? Like in your opinion, you know, you've watched a lot of football. We've watched a lot of football. You said Josh Allen might be the scariest person when it comes to something like this and being able to slice through. Can you slice through 60 mile per hour? Like, is that even a thing? Like, could you even possibly fathom that that concept if as somebody who just analyzes the game? I it's it's definitely hard to understand because like if you would just go out there in like 15 degree weather as like a normal person or like or like 15 like uh sorry, 15 mile per hour winds as yeah. like just a normal person, and then you see the way the ball gets carried, you're just like well, crap, man, I can't, I I guess I can't throw the football. And then you just, you, you see like the six foot five uh, goblins of human beings, <laughs> like, like Josh Allen and just the, the types of RPMs that they could generate on the football. And, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me, but it also wouldn't shock me if it, he doesn't end up having nearly as much success as I think he can have. Yeah, I do. I do think, you know, in terms of the weapons, I think this is where Pittsburgh can match up kind of well. I'm you. I would have been worried a lot about Dalton Kincaid, but the fact that they're getting Minka Fitzpatrick back, they can have him play more on top of him, limit those choice routes that they have him running those option routes within the slot. Buffalo likes to use a little bit of uh, 12 personnel. They were heavy on it with Dorsey early to start the season before Dawson Knox went down. And then they kind of like, I won't say they went away from it. They, they basically streamlined it more like they it's still in their offense and they've been a little bit more fit. They've been more efficient out of 12 than when they were a heavy 12 personnel team, Yeah, which I mean, Dawson Knox, he can still make some plays after the catch he's still a really good athlete yeah but yeah dude's a stud i love dawson yeah. knox actually he's like one of my like it stinks whenever you play somebody that you actually like really respect but i like dawson knox since the second he joined the league i was like this dude's a stud freaking yeah, love that D guy yeah knox is a knox is a knox is a very um 
good dude. And I've, I yeah. like listening to him in interviews and stuff like that. You can tell he's really like a Buffalo type, type exactly. of player. They, they embrace him. And I, yes. and I really respect that. But um, Khalil Shakir is, I, I like seeing him come, come through down the stretch. Cause I liked him as a day three wide receiver, yeah. but when it comes to like the, the the things he provides, I think it's just toughness over the middle. He's just a guy who can like, you know, he'll catch it and he'll take a big hit and he'll still be able to get up. The yards after the catch is is a big thing with him because he's got that type of balance to shrug off a hit and keep going. And obviously, you know, Stephon Diggs is one of the yeah, best Stephon receivers Diggs. in the is, is one is, <laughs> is one of the is one of the best receivers in the league. He'll be going up against Porter. I I think that's just going to be a fun matchup, and I'm excited to see it. Even if the even if the uh, weather conditions end up overall limiting the Buffalo passing game. Yeah, hundred percent. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, so just kind of switching over to the defensive side of the ball, like how have they handled losing all those linebackers that they did to injury, and like how? Because I. You know, watching that Miami game again, I think it was his last name's Bernard. Forget the first yes, name. Yes, Terrell Bernard. He, yeah, he had a huge game. Like he's been playing real well. How have they been able to fill those gaps? They've had honestly. I think it comes down. I, I think some people don't give Brandon Bean enough credit for some of his like late draft picks, like guys like Christian Benford yeah. or Terrell Bernard. Those guys have been filling in the, such huge roles, and they've looked pretty good doing it and especially down the stretch McDermott has this team playing like lights out football I think it's since like week 14 there in terms of like you know teams forcing the, the fourth worst dropback EPA in the passing game and you know the only teams better than them in that regard are New England Cleveland and the Jets and that's a pretty good company to be in on the flip side though they're 26 in rushing EPA and they're vulnerable there. And I think this is where Pittsburgh, you know, they like the matchup. This is where they're going to try and attack them. And I definitely think it can it can work out for them. Yeah, 100%. Let me stick with the defense on this last one here. Turnover heavy team. That's, that's you know, it's almost like live or die off the turnovers. Is it, does it hold up? Is it, is it uh, limited? You know, because I, I don't want to say like, oh, is it is it real? Because it is real. It's got them to this point. They're on a five game winning streak. In my opinion, they are the probably the scariest team in the NFL right now outside of Baltimore. Is it the question more so is, is it capable in the snow? You know, for a team that's probably going to run the football a lot in Pittsburgh, that's probably going to go intermediate to very short passes and 60 degree wins. Can you still live or die off of the turnovers? and be a successful defense. I do think there's, there's a degree of how successful you can be, you know, dealing with like a bad turnover differential. Yeah. I think it very much comes down to where you turn the ball over and field position and stuff like that. Like that's going to matter, especially in a game like this, yeah. where the wind condition, like a turnover at like the three yard line is going to be way different than like a turnover inside of like, you know, the opponents like 25 year, oh, 25 yeah, year line. Like that's that, that it's going to make such a huge difference. And I think, you know, both, both these teams, they do a great job of forcing turnovers. I think, uh, 
the biggest addition was Razul Douglas in that trade. He's really just shown a knack for being able to, you know, un- just show really good zone instincts. Like he's he consistently, you know, understands where routes are in front of him. He he immediately jumps like the route like in front of him. Like there yeah. there are so many good things that he does there, and he can match up pretty well in man coverage. It was definitely something they needed because losing Trey White for the season was like that's a that's a hard thing to overcome. Like those yeah. are the types of losses that can break a team. Hundred <laughs> percent. Let me let me let me jump back. I do have one more just popped in my head, and it actually is a very important one. Joey Porter probably going to going to shadow Stefan Diggs, but he's never played a guy. He's never shadowed a guy to this point that has played as much slot as Stefan Diggs does. Is that capable? Is it because that's a challenge? That's people don't understand. I mean, a lot of people do, but some don't understand that it is a totally different game to play in the slot than it is on the outside as a corner. Is it capable and how capable is it to shadow somebody to the inside if if that's what Porter's going to do? And it kind of sounds like that's what the Steelers plan is for him to do. I mean, Porter definitely has that type of capability. He is plenty yeah. fluid in terms of being able to handle himself. He's got he has that length to be able to shut him down at the line of scrimmage. Is if he can keep hands on him, he doesn't have to worry too much about like the fact that like the slot can be different. Now, yeah. those those slot fades, those are like the most terrifying thing to defend if you're a slot defender. And if you're going up against Stefan Diggs in that situation, like those are the types of plays like on like shot on like shot concepts where you really have to be on it. Like that that's going to be a big test for Porter regardless yeah. whether he's playing outside or in it's it's Stefan Diggs. He has one of the best. He has one of the best release packages in all football. He's one of the best route runners and he can just burn you over the top. Like he's one of those guys who is just a complete all round receiver and it's going to be box office football. As I like to say, <laughs> I am very excited. That's a matchup for me personally that I have all eyes on, especially in the snow, especially when it gets physical, everybody's going to be watching. I think a big play through the air could, could be the absolute game changer for this one. And, and that is a matchup for Joey Porter jr. All right. With that said, we're about to head to Buffalo. Big times, big week, uh, biggest week, obviously, every week from here on out, biggest week. Hopefully this is not the last time that we get to discuss a game in this manner in twenty in the early portions of 2024. We got a whole season at the back end of this year, which is just as exciting. Nick, I'm going to start with you. You just broke down all the films, so I'm sure you got plenty of them. Your key to victory, Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills. I think you just have to make this as low scoring a game as you can. Like this has to, you have to almost be as good as the weather dictates it. And I'm a little more worried about, you know, Mason Rudolph being able to cut it through the wind than Josh Allen per se. And, you know, that comes down to just like who, who has the, who has the better arm to be able to get it through those types of conditions and it's no, it's it's something Rudolph's just gonna have to deal with. But on the plus side, I think I like this team's run game way more yeah. than I like Buffalo's run game for this type of game in in particular. I I do think um, Jalen Warren is going to clean up his uh, ball security issues that he had in the Ravens game, where yeah, that's, that's weather. You know, I, yeah. I feel like to, to a degree, that's the fact that it was a monsoon. 
yeah no it definitely that definitely was a, th- a thing but they definitely want to make sure like it's all on all on point you don't want to have those types of turnovers in like crucial situations inside the inside like the 20 yard line no i doubt. think naji i think naji harris and warren they're going this is the type of game they can revel in this, there's gonna be a lot of inside zone there's gonna be a lot of power don't be surprised if we see a lot of 13 personnel and Darnell Washington, you know, getting involved in the run game. He had some great plays against the Ravens with, uh, yes, with just did. being it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching the uh, the blocking from Washington and just seeing like his technique really start to round into form. You know, his hands are more inside. You know, his 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 uh, blocking posture is more on point. So. I definitely think I I see Pittsburgh having more success on the if it was to just be a full ground and pound game. Yeah. So but if it gets like to an aerial point, like let's say the game starts out, Josh Allen throws like a 70-yard touchdown for some reason, like that's that's the worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That would be unreal. You, you start the game in 60 degree at that point like I don't know. I'm bringing out all the stops. We're we're going fake punts, onside kicks. We're, <laughs> we're everything you could to, to to try and win that game. If that's how that starts, because that's just that's the weather. That's Mother Nature saying, "Hey, pal, we are a hundred percent against you in this one." Steven, let's toss it over to you. Your key to victory: Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, uh, mine's on the other side of the ball. I think you need a big day from your inside linebackers. I think Miles Jack and Elandon Roberts just. With the way this game, I think it's going to go. I think it's going to be, first of all, a lot of James Cook, not just running yeah. the ball, but like Nick said, out of the backfield, trying to exploit some matchups on linebackers. Those guys are going to have to – I mean, there are no other options. Like you're going to have to either cover James Cook, tackle him in the open field, or it's going to be a long afternoon. Um, it's kind of the same with, with Josh Allen running the ball. Um, you know, no TJ Watt. So I feel like these linebackers are going to have to be really good at, at supporting the defense um, kind of from that second level filling gaps, everything like that, and then also kind of the coverage thing I said about James Cook. It's just, you know, a thin room, but it's going to have to be a big day from all of them. You're going to need a little bit from Mark Robinson as well, and it's it's just got to be a big day for the Steelers inside linebackers or else I feel like Buffalo is just going to be able to run all over them and control the clock, and then you put the Steelers, if you do that, you put the Steelers in a really unfortunate situation where they might have to try and throw themselves back into the game, which – you know, is already a bit precarious, but uh, with the weather as well, that that doesn't seem likely. So uh, yeah. I put it on the defense first to kind of control the line of scrimmage and, and keep the run game from getting out of hand. Yeah. So Landon Roberts uh, told me, told uh, I mean, he's told me plenty of times, but yesterday he actually said it in an interview. So I feel comfortable saying it out loud. There's a difference between a Landon and E-Rob. And when E-Rob comes out, it's totally different animal and it's scary. He also looked and he said, hey, you ever see me on the injury report? Tell him I'm playing. And I was like, all right, sounds good to me. I love Alandon. I love E-Rob. You need full-blown E-Rob. That dude is the heart and soul of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense right now, and I love I love every second of E-Rob. Like, that dude is an animal. I, I don't know if I ever, like, questioned how good that guy's going to be, but this is this is it. And he's got experience against Buffalo. He's got experience in the cold. He's got experience in playoff games. I agree. You need a big day out of these guys, and I think it all starts – with him, my key to victory, I'm going to go to the other side of the football. I'm going to put it on the guy that we haven't talked about yet, and that's Mason Rudolph. And I'm just going to keep it very simple. Make the throws that you are capable of making and the opportunities that are presented to you. I asked uh, Eddie Faulkner yesterday. I said, hey, does uh, that 15, 20-yard pass that he made it in Baltimore in the pouring rain, 
does that that show you guys that there's some confidence there? And he's like, and he he deflected the question and said pretty much no. He was like, you know, the the idea the idea the ideal situation is a short pass that goes deep, and that's what they're looking for here. But in 60 degree gusts, in crazy wind and crazy snow, that's what you need. You need Mason Rudolph to make one or two of those throws to the open guy, put it on his chest, give him an opportunity to run, and you need George Pickens and Deontay Johnson to do what they do best and to to make a big play. And I think the Steelers have the weapons to do so. And we're talking about, uh, Nick just said, a worst-case scenario, Josh Allen goes deep for a 70-yard bomb to start the game. I think the Steelers have the same opportunities in front of them. It's about Mason Rudolph finding that opportunity. He has not played a defense as good as Buffalo's yet. I'm excited to see that present itself and to see if he is capable of doing so and i think it, when it comes down to it if he could get one if he could get two of those throws that you're like oh there it is that could be the difference maker in this game that could give the pittsburgh steelers the lift that they need all right for hopefully again the not the last time this season and just to just to you know toss it out there because we said last week that we'll collect the numbers shout out producer nick he collected the numbers. I didn't know how close we were. I didn't know how close the record was in the regular season. I'm very proud to say that I have walked away the winner this season as regular season as Steelers score prediction selectee. We'll say records heading into the playoff game here. Just so everybody's aware. Just so everybody knows that I won. 10-7. No track fine. Eight and nine. Good old Steven Thompson was close. Went against the Steelers. Maybe a couple, couple too many negative times yeah. there, but also got some. I still remember you got some picking against the Steelers when I picked the Steelers. Didn't go well there. And Nick, you know, he's got a he's got a chance to hopefully finish the season above five hundred. But he's sitting here at a sound three and eight, which is not bad for popping on seven times this season and making seven predictions. But again, ten and seven. I mean, when you're good, you're good. Hopefully that luck carries on to this week in Buffalo. Nick, we will start with you, give you an opportunity to round out this uh, this record, hopefully heading into the divisional round with another opportunity. Your score prediction, Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills, the wild card round. All right, but real quick, uh, my record is three and four, not three and eight. <laughs> three and four, three and four, three and four. Excuse me, excuse me. Three and four. Stevens is eight and nine. If I didn't say, I, don't, I was just I don't... staring at. I was staring at the ten and seven. I was too enthused. I was too just. It's right here in front of me, and it's just ten and seven pops. So it's tough to see the other numbers. Yeah, all good. All good. I just said I did. A, I had to protect my 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 image there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, three and four. Opportunity to make a five hundred here. Your score prediction, Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills. I'm going to say Buffalo 10. Oh, Pitts, Pittsburgh 7. Oh. I just, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't pick them in this situation. I have Buffalo like basically right there at the AFC championship game with the Ravens. And I, as much as I love to see Pittsburgh upset Baltimore or upset Buffalo in this situation and have a chance to go to Baltimore the following week, like I, I think this is a very, I think it's a very like we we know we know what this like this team got to to its ob objective. I think everyone believed that playoffs was pretty much the best that we all thought before the season. Now, can they win a playoff game? 
I mean, I think it's very attainable. I think this I think this game has a very good chance to be close, but I think Buffalo could be a team of destiny. I think they come out with a tough win. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody. That's not how we're starting. I'm glad that we're going to end. I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to end a little better than that one. You're going 10-7, Steven. Let's toss it over to your score prediction. Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills wildcard round, also with an opportunity to get that record to 500 here this week. Well, first of all, I love that Nick called the Buffalo Bills a team of destiny because when has that ever gone wrong for the Bills before? I mean, that's... that's... <laughs> Josh Allen's been a quarterback of destiny for the last, like, five years. Right, so let's just right. toss that out there. They're so close. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I think... I mean, I think this still is low scoring. Uh, I think the elements do play a factor. I think the Steelers are able to kind of keep a lid on things. Uh, and I think the Steelers win. I, I don't know. I've been I've been feeling really good about this team all week, uh, kind of even before the Baltimore game. I, I feel like, and I think I've said this a bunch, like they have not just a chance to win this game, but I think once they, if they're able to get past this game, they have a chance to make a run somewhere. So uh, I got to stick to my guns. I'm going uh, Steelers 14, Bills 13. Comes down Whoa. to a missed extra point. I think someone's going to miss an extra point in the first quarter that comes back to bite everyone late in the game. So wow, fourteen. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. If that happens, that's. I think you get two. I think if that if that happens, I agree. You get two. I agree. You go ten and you go you go to ten and nine at that point. A hundred percent. You get two. That would be wild. Thirteen. That would be wild. I have no words. That would be wild. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit, a little bit more. I'm gonna say realistic, but I'm hoping that yours happens. To be totally honest, because that would be crazy. I'm going. I'm saying the Pittsburgh Steelers keep it low. Man, it's it's taken a lot in me to say that Chris Boswell wins this game, just because I, I trust Chris Boswell. I think he's probably the second best kicker in the NFL. Sixty mile per hour. Win. Like that's just. I don't know what to expect. I don't. I you know. I don't talk to Chris Boswell a lot, and I have not had the opportunity to sit there and ask him. Hey, do you just face the bleachers if you're kicking? Like, do you just just look at the sideline and kick it that way and hope that it goes back in? Like, we've all played video games like that. I don't know if that's really how that goes down. I'm going to say it's low scoring, obviously. Um, but I'm going to say it's close. And I'm going to say Chris Boswell has an opportunity to put it, put it away and, and send these guys to Baltimore, and he does it. I'm going 17-14, Pittsburgh Steelers, a, a tough one. This is going to be a snow game that... I think it's more exciting than offensively than people people see, but it's gonna be it's gonna be that one pass to George or Deontay that goes sixty yards for a touchdown, and then boom, the Pittsburgh Steelers get an opportunity to close it, close it late. Uh, you know, man, that's fourteen thirteen can't get out of my head. That would be absolutely insane. I hope it happens. I hope I hope for some reason the Pittsburgh Steelers win fourteen thirteen, and that's how we head to Baltimore with that said we're heading out of here thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube youtube.com slash all Steelers talk check us out anywhere you get your podcasts and as always check out all our work at all Steelers.com and our pick coverage at inside the Panthers.com anybody heading to Buffalo for right now just a little weather update from what I've heard is Saturday is your best opportunity to get there without running into snow but you're still going to battle some pretty crazy winds so be safe out there. Everybody be good and uh, get to Buffalo, get to Orchard Park safe and sound so you could root on the Pittsburgh Steelers. We will be back on Monday, hopefully celebrating a victory and another playoff win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Enjoy a cold 
a frigid, a snowy week in Orchard Park, but a beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.